0: Welcome to The Girl Dad Show, Show, a professional parenting podcast. Each month I interview entrepreneurs, leaders, and professionals who are balancing parenthood, life, and profession in the hopes to learn what it takes to be an amazing professional parent. Thank you for joining me another episode of The Girl Dad Show. Today I had Michael on the show, the CEO and founder of Creatures of Habit, and he talks a lot about his journey growing up in New York with a troubled childhood and really finding himself through restaurants and entrepreneurship, and then ultimately how uh, his family has really impacted him both in good and bad ways to make him the man that he is today and the father that he is today. We talk a lot about the parallels of running and building businesses with uh, parenting, and we talk a lot about the credos and mantras that you can create to really create culture uh, both in your businesses and your family. It's an awesome show. Michael is incredibly charismatic and likable, and I can't wait for you to check it out. Michael, what's going on, man? Thank you so much for joining me on my show. I am so pumped to be here. I am so glad to hear that. And I'm really excited to get to know you better. I got the chance to look at your website and it looks fascinating. So why don't we just jump right in and tell the listeners what
1: you do for a living. What I do for a living now is very different than what I've spent the majority of my career doing as a restaurateur. Now, I have recently launched, about a year and a half ago, a company called Creatures of Habit, which is a lifestyle and nutritional wellness brand, all based around habits. Positive, easy-to-implement habits, specifically around one product, which is our Hero product, which is a a really incredible superfood meal replacement, similar to oatmeal, but... uh, but really way 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 more than just oatmeal um, and so i you know it's 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 uh, i'm really excited about about the the company creatures of habit i've got a great team and it's given me an opportunity to to push the brakes a little bit on you know 16 18 hour days in the restaurant business yeah. to spend more time with my family which is like you know perfect timing to be on this show that's right that's right it's so funny that you said
0: that because you just said a lot by saying a little right there but it's like the thing that i have to constantly remind myself why i'm hustling so hard is actually to spend better time with my kids and family it's like this kind
2: of like constant like uh battle of like oh wait oh, that's why i'm doing it that's right and then like oh yeah that's why i'm doing this and then just like to go back and forth do you ever struggle with that
1: oh yeah uh, you know, I, I will say that I may I have made a very very conscious decision over the last two years, two and a half years. The pandemic really put a lot of my life into perspective, right? And mm. I've been a hustler since. As early as I can remember, yeah. I was like selling selling my He-Man toys on the corner of 87th Street and Second Avenue in New York City when I was like five. Um, awesome. I, I just always thought of you know, like i am just oh, it's inherently a uh, uh, part of my DNA. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm constantly trying to make do and create, and so when I stepped into the restaurant business as a, as an operator as an owner, I just knew one speed, which was go. There was yeah. no breaks and you know, I was married at that point. I, I was, I, I met my, my, my wife when, when I was 24, we got married when I was 26 and I opened the meatball shop when I was 28. So for the, the, the first few years of our relationship, it was like, I was working like four or five days a week, managing a restaurant, bartending mm-hmm. some nights. And then I opened up my business and I really didn't know what to do aside from work. Cause I was yeah. like, this thing needs to work for me. I'm taking yeah. the biggest risk of my life. And I was there 18, 20 hours a day without taking a day off for almost two years. And my wife basically looked at me and said, I love you so much, but this, this isn't, this can't just can't be how it goes, just can't. Yeah. And that's when I made a call to start like, oh, wait a second, like, oh, I, I can draw some boundaries. I am the business owner, I can start doing these things. But that that really didn't make a massive dent. You know, I was still just hardcore head down, like really, really focused on business. And I, I slowed it down, you know, once we, once we started to have kids, which was, uh, you know, Finley was born in 2015, he's my older son. I, I I and I basically Finley was born in March. I opened up Seymour's in June, and I went on the road to shoot a TV show in August. Oh my gosh! And so it was like it was just it was just like boom boom boom. And I was it was a tough time. Uh, it was a tough tough time. I have learned now to say no far more. And I also am grateful, even though it was so hard for me to step back from the restaurant world because I love it so much and I know it and I've I've opened up 14 restaurants throughout my career and luckily the majority of them are still there. But 25 years, 26 years working in restaurants is a lot and for me to be able to take a break for five to 10 years, launch a business in the digital space, gosh, like I spend every single morning with my kids from oh. 6.30 to 7.30 and I, sp- and I am at the dinner table every single night without fail. It is a non-negotiable for me. And I'm with them on the weekends. So like I have, I'm with them from 6.30 to 7.30 a.m. I'm with them from 6.00 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. to when they go down and we hang out every weekend. and you know, it's just, it's a different experience, uh, as a family and, and I'm, and I'm like incredibly grateful for it. And of course, when things come up, you know, you, sometimes you just got to stay at work and you got to put your head down. But the majority of the time these days, I have made, made a commitment to my wife and to my children that I am home and present when I say I'm going to be.
0: That's awesome. Sounds like you've done a lot of like, uh, soul searching and life reflection to get to this point. Big time. That's amazing, man. Well, how long was that journey?
1: Well, it's it's been it's you know it, I would say that it's been manifesting over the years. My wife is when I met Donna for the first ten years of our relationship, she worked her freaking ass off, um, and she was a model, mm-hmm. uh, so she was traveling all over the world, and mm. you know it was hard for us to. It, I mean, we had a great, great relationship, but like we didn't have. Uh, scheduled time because she was always working and I was I was working and then as soon as you know we we started having kids um, she and I made a decision to like not have her do that anymore I was I was doing well with the businesses and the modeling business not only does it have you on the road all the time but it's also just like it's a tough business for for people you know I Hmm. mean I I, I I don't know what it's like to be a, f- a high fashion model, but I do know, like vicariously through my wife, that it's really it's really tough mentally. And yeah. being a new mom, it's just that's just not something that you necessarily want to have to go through on a regular basis. So we decided together that she was going to take a break from modeling for however long she wanted to, and uh, you know that that was like the first step in her really being like, you know, you're really. Now that I'm 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 around a lot, <laughs> I'm noticing that you're not around a lot, and it would oh, be awesome wow. for you to start potentially thinking about being around more. You know, you have kids. It's like, and and that was like, at first, you know, it it, it was I was like, oh, oh that's like I didn't want to hear that. You know, that's right. I, I wanna I wanted to almost be you know like, don't you understand what I'm doing? Don't you understand why I'm doing this? Like, do you? Yeah, do you, you're you know, building. I'm doing, I'm doing this for for us. You know. Yeah. Uh, and then I, then I, you know, like, there's no doubt, like, I'm always going to be a hard worker. It's, you know, whether whether it's in, in business, whether it's in, in, in the gym and fitness, it, you know, I'm, I'm always going to be a, a hard worker and a grinder. But I also know that... Can I curse on this thing or no?
0: Yeah, go for it. Okay. <laughs>
1: I'm just like, <laughs> I'm like I, I tend to get passionate and then, you know, slip you, out you're of... You're New Yorker, oh. I get it. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. So I... I started to just think to myself why the fuck am I working so hard all the time if I'm not actually enjoying the fruits of my labor with my family, the people I love most, the people that are going to be there for me and I'm going to be there for more than anything else on the planet. Why am I putting this in front of that? You know, like a, I, you could say, oh yeah, I'm, I, you know, I can say I'm building, I'm building, I'm creating, we're gonna have this awesome thing. But at the end of the day, people can take your car away, your house away, your things away. People, can, you, you could lose everything. Your family, hard for people to take them away from you, you know? Yeah. And, and, um, and so, the things that, like, I've kinda, I have kind of kind of made a decision, I said, you know, the things that could be taken away, the things that I could lose, I'm okay with. I want my family to be the first priority in my life. Mm-hmm. And honestly, what I learned also, and I sometimes get some flack for saying this, but I believe it to be very accurate, I put myself before everyone. Mm-hmm. I put myself before everyone, meaning, before my wife, before my kids, before my business, before everyone and anyone else. That doesn't mean that I sacrifice time with my wife and my kids or my business. I wake up at 4.30 every morning so that I can put myself first literally every single day. I spend mm-hmm. two hours on all Mike C, like self-love, self-care, fitness, you know, meditation, journaling, all the things that I love to do as a human being to keep me focused, to keep me Uh, Well, I do, so that I am a better husband, a better father, a better business owner, a better business partner, a better friend, better son, brother. Like, all those things are made possible for me at an elevated level because I am my priority. And then, of course, you know, that bleeds into my family. So it's... It's a, we, It's a you know, sometimes, like I've said that many times because I really do believe, believe that to be true. Like if we, if we actually can put ourselves first but not sacrifice time with, with the things that we love most, we have a real good shot at winning and being the best version of ourselves. That's if beautiful, we yeah. don't put ourselves first, if we put all those other things before us, we're just not running at, at our potential. We're just not.
0: Yeah, that's beautiful, man. I love that. And I, I don't think that that's actually, um, um, probably it's more controversial than contrarian, right? But I think that it's like, I can see why people get miffed by that, you know? But the reality is, is that you're going to be so much happier and being able to, you know, give a more impactful time and, and value if you actually have that filled up in your own self, right? Like you're, you're, you're ready to give and you're able to give because you have so much more uh, dialed in in yourself. And so... That's really, really interesting way of looking at it.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, you know, like, like imagine feeding the machine, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's like I, I look at it and I say, like, I'm, I'm gonna feed the machine before I've got to go to work, and if I could feed the machine before, and that, when I mean go to work, I mean like be a dad, be a husband, be a, be a, yeah, all the things, person. yeah you know i want to feed i want to feed the machine i want to i want to stimulate my brain i want to stimulate my body i want to stimulate my spiritual practice i want to do all these things so that anything you know after 6:30 in the morning it's you know i got no control right but but from 4:30 to 6:30 in the morning yeah. i have absolute complete control I can control what I do, the decisions I make, and I can control the outcomes because no one is there to stop me and no one is there to interrupt me. And after 6:30 in the morning till I go to bed, no control. <laughs> there's 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 people, there's environments, there's fires, there's weapons, there's, you know, lots of things that can just yeah. show up. Um, and, and I just know that I'm so much better suited, better armed for battle uh, on a daily basis if I, if, I, if I do that stuff in the morning. And, and honestly, it just makes me a better dad. And the, and the other thing about it that I think is pretty cool is that my kids, they know how seriously I take that time. And sometimes they they wake up uh, a little earlier and they'll sneak into the gym and they'll see me and, and they're really getting after it. And then other times I'll be, you know, I... I Typically, I'll sit at the breakfast nook and wait for them to get up. I'll light some candles and I'll be writing in my journal. And one of the most, I get emotional even talking about it because I love it so much. But like my son, my older son, Finn, is typically the first one up. And he will come down the stairs and he'll come and just crawl into my arms. And I, 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 I the best feeling. Of, <laughs> it really is, man. I'm like, I'm like, I'm ready to cry about it because that's how, how, how much I, I cherish the family stuff.
0: I love that, man. And then when did you start doing this? I mean, you obviously like went through some sort of evolution, but there had to have been a starting point. What was that starting point like?
1: Well, that that starting point happened a long time ago. I mean, I I, I made a decision when I was 23 years old to change my life. I was working in the nightlife in New York City from 12 years old, and I got deeply involved in what what one would think they do at night in New York. Uh, I was drinking a lot. I was doing drugs. It ultimately became pretty much an addiction for me. Not pretty much. I mean, I was a full blown addict and, yeah. uh, and I almost died and I needed a, I needed to change my life. Mm. I got very lucky. I was introduced to a couple of guys who took me under their wing and really held my hand through changing my life through fitness, nutrition, mindset, and sobriety. These guys were dudes that I thought were super cool and they introduced me to Muay Thai kickboxing and they wrote a meal plan for me and they told me exactly where to go to get the support that I needed for the sobriety stuff and that's where it all began for me. Um, you know, 18 years ago, August, August 2nd uh, will be 18 years. For me. Jeez. And that's that's when I started, I replaced all of those bad habits with with good ones. It wasn't always as extensive as it is now. I mean, now my morning routine is, you know, hardcore, but I you know, like you said, it all starts somewhere and Developing a relationship with the universe for me was a big one. I didn't have one before and and I you know for that can mean anything to anyone Right like it you know, it could be Anything Uh, for me. It's it's, I it's the universe, right? Like I just I got to know that I'm not I'm not I'm not in control I'm just not I'm just not in control And so if I can develop a relationship with whatever whoever however is in control and just ask for as much help as possible to get me through the day positively That's where it started for me. Uh, And then, you know, little by little, I was picking up other things that have helped me
0: evolve. Yeah, but that shift, it sounds like, has really helped you um, gather successes. It's almost like manifesting uh, success for yourself by basically structuring your mind differently from the get-go in the morning.
1: I believe every single day, we have an opportunity to be the best version of ourselves. Every every single day, because yesterday is gone. Can't do anything. No one's done. No one's no one's been able to figure out how to go back to yesterday and tomorrow doesn't exist yet. We're guaranteed one day. So if you really think about it, our life is made up of one day. If you can start that day by pouring a rock solid foundation and think of your day as a as a house or a building that you're going to build upon that foundation, you want that thing to be sturdy. You don't want to do you don't want to build a house on dirt. And so I look at it as an opportunity for me to really pour a rock-solid cement foundation every single morning so that I can build a, a, a building that's going to stand the test of time. And that comes with prayer, meditation, fitness, nutrition, mindset, journaling, reading, uh, you know, skincare. <laughs> I take yeah. care of my
0: skin care, flossing yeah.
1: my teeth, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, didn't, I actually didn't do for a very long time. Uh, now I do, you know.
0: It's awesome. I have to ask, what was your uh, childhood like?
1: Well, I grew up in New York City. My dad was an electrician. My mom was a secretary. We weren't broke, but we, you know, we weren't by any means living the good life. I have always been a social person, and I had a very, very rough relationship with my father. Yeah. My father was a very, very challenging person to, to, to be around, specifically for me. He was he and I just it was like oil and water. And so I think from an early age I really wanted to escape and that is what I did. And I escaped but but I I, I, I for what I like I knew from early on that I had a talent to connect with humans. It's something that I'm like it, it, you know, like everybody naturally has something, you know, I, I believe that every single human being on the planet has something that naturally, uh, if, if, if executed, gives them an opportunity to excel in life. I think a lot of people don't necessarily have the interest in, in discovering what that is, potentially. And that's why some people don't live up to their potential. Um, but when you can figure it out, when it, when, when it becomes clear what your natural ability, skill set, talent is, you can really double down on it. And I learned that early on that I had this ability to really just sort of connect with humans and and observe and listen and then do my best to try to make people happy. And I, I learned that like making people happy from a young age was going to... Uh, not only make me happy, but but also give me an opportunity to surround myself with more and more people, which is what I wanted because I just didn't I didn't like being at home, and my dad didn't make me feel very good, and so yeah, so you know I I, I moved out of my parents' house very young. I was I got I got caught up in the drug scene, at, you know, like 13 years old, and really it was not it was not a good. I was a terrible son at that point, you know, like I was. I wouldn't wish me on anybody. Yeah. I was definitely not a son that you would want to have to deal with. And mm-hmm. then I moved out of my parents' house when I was 15. And uh, I, you know, I, was I was running the streets in New York. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I wouldn't change anything. That's the truth. I wouldn't change anything. Everything I went through has gotten me to where I am today. I learned an enormous amount of what to do and even more about what not to do. And I also love the fact that you know, as a father now, um, I, 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 <laughs> I just, I, I feel like I, I, can, I can be a better father because I know how bad it felt when my father didn't either, A, give me the attention that I was hoping for as a, as a young boy from his dad, um, or even worse, you know, getting that aggressive, abusive behavior. And so I, 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 know, I know how to discipline without, uh, and I also learned a lot about that from, from being a business owner, you know, like how to, you know, I, I've got a bunch of techniques, I, I, call, I call, in business I call it the sandwich, if I got to tell something that they're not going to want to hear, I start with something super positive. I slip in the bad news and then I finish with something super positive. And I do that with my kids too. Yeah. You know, like, I'm like, man, like, I know Finley is not going to want to hear that he cannot sleep in our bed anymore. Like, I'm going to walk him back to his room every single night from now on. Yeah. And I'm going to tell him it. But I'm going to say, hey, buddy, you know, so much fun. You did, like, caught that amazing fish last Saturday, dude. That was awesome. Yeah. (laughs) Buddy, you got to you got to do a little bit better with coming into our room at night. Mommy and daddy's room is mommy and daddy's room and your room is your room and you've been sleeping in your bed so well for so long. Do us a favor, try. And if you don't, if you can't do it, I'm going to walk you back every night and I'll keep walking you back until you make the decision on your own. But dude, I can't wait to go fishing with you on Sunday. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and that's kind of like the way I rock it out with them. And I feel like that's, you know i just i I could never i could never imagine being the asshole that my dad was to my kids man i just can't even fathom how someone can even imagine doing that yeah Um, but some people were not meant to be parents and that's okay too you know
0: you're like unpacking a lot here but it sounds like your dad has influenced you and your parenting quite a bit whether that's through good or bad but you've taken that and you've actually like done a lot with it
1: You've actually made it your own, and you're implementing it in very, very unique and positive ways. Well, you know, it's interesting you say that because he also not— I mean, yes, there was a lot of a lot of bad news that, that we went through together, um, and, you know, he, he passed away years ago, and, you know, I still wish to gosh that my dad was alive to see how I turned out because <laughs> he, he passed away when I was 20, and I was, like, at the peak of my insanity at that point. So he never really got to see the, the, the guy I've turned into. But from, from early on, my father taught me a few uh, valuable lessons that have made me the man I am, honestly. And, and I'll tell you a little story. My dad, uh, I remember very clearly like it was yesterday. It was I must have been four years old or something. And we were waiting for an elevator. I think it was in our building. I'm almost positive it was in our building. And I remember walking into the elevator and then my father grabbing me by the back of my neck and pulling me out of the elevator. And I was embarrassed because there was other people there. And he pulled me out and he turned me around and he grabbed me by the shoulders and he looked at me in my eyes and he said, you never ever walk in front of a woman ever again for the rest of your life. You never walk in front of a woman ever again for the rest of your life. And it was like he had taken like a brand and like branded it. <laughs>
2: wow!
1: And he and and that was you know my father was like a old school New York City. Yeah, boy, yeah. You know what I mean? Like you shook his hand and like he be like rip your hand off your arm. You know <laughs> yeah, I mean?
2: yeah, yeah. I know um, the type. Yeah, yeah.
1: So he uh, he taught me that lesson, which was not uh, to not walk in front of women, which was to respect women at all costs, period. And you know, I've also gotten some flack for saying that these days. Uh, You know, oh, why would you, you know, you can't, why treat us any differently? The truth of the matter is is that I love to respect women. I just do. I hold the door for everyone, but especially women. I open the door for my wife I, I, it's just what I do. You know, I never, ever step in front. Uh, and I'm, you know, on the New York City train system, it's, like, really hard to not be the first one out the door. <laughs> it's so ingrained in me that I'm not ever. I'm just never the first one out the door. And I'm always the one holding the door. And I think – and I'm I'm eternally grateful for my father for that because what that does for me is not – is 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 is, like, really, really make me pause – and think like, can I be of service right now? Is there something I can be doing that is of service and not selfish? And that's what that's done for me. Also the the value in in, in respecting women. And and then the other thing that my father taught me from a very young age was every time you shake hands uh, with someone, you meet them for the first time, specially, you give a firm handshake and you make eye contact. And you make very, very intense eye contact until they look away. (laughs) So they they know that you're a real person. Um, And then he taught me, uh, this was not fun lesson, but this is this is what my dad taught me. Uh, When you go to the bathroom, you lift up the toilet seat, and when you are done with the bathroom, you put the toilet seat back down. And if there's any liquid or pee or anything on the toilet bowl, you wipe it off before you leave the bathroom. And so those three things I set up my father's eulogy actually, because <laughs> he really did imprint those into my brain. but every single night now, my, when I, you know my wife and I go on and off putting uh, we switch off days, to putting the kids down. But when I put them down, we have the 11 things. And the 11 things are always protect, and they, and they recite this back to me, you know wow. saying this to them since they were born. Uh, And the first one, when Dakota came, which is my younger son, who's going to be five next month. But uh, we we say, um, always protect your brother. Ladies, always go first. Squeeze in eyes. Remember people's names. Look on the left. Look left when you cross the road. Look right when you cross the road. Lift up the toilet seat when you go to the bathroom. Put down the toilet seat when you're you're done. Always be kind to mommy when daddy's away. I love you. And thank you for the day. That's awesome. (laughs) And we say those 11 things. Every single night, and then I sing to them "Stand by Me" since they're born. That's the the song that I sing to them uh, after we read a few books, and you know. And my father get my father inspired me to be to do that. My dad, tough tough son of a bitch, but man, you know, he really made an impact on my life in in many many ways. So you're right, many ways, yeah, many ways. Yeah, he also sounded like he had a lot of honor,
0: uh, and and irrelevant of the other stuff, it does. It sounded like he had like a. set of credos and credences that he would follow like pretty
1: disciplined come from a heavy-duty military my Mm. grandfather was a heavy-duty officer in the navy got it and
0: then um, what are your so what are your expectations for um your kids Uh, so it sounds like you're parlaying some of the things that you felt was good about that discipline and rigor but you're also incorporating a lot more Emotional aspects that you were hoping to seek. So it sounds like you're trying to taking the good and the bad and mixing it together to make it your own style. Or um, is that a fair way of saying that? Or are you? Uh...
1: Well, I with them, the truth is, I'm like a, I'm like the fun dad. Nah, nice. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm the I'm the fun dad. My 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 wife is the disciplinary uh, of the two of us. You know, I am I have no problem laying down the hammer when it's necessary. It's rare that that my wife asks me to come in and do that and they all know like if I do have to come in and do it it's not fun for anyone. So they know that uh and they they rarely breach that 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 that, that you know that that line. So, you know, I've I've I have that ability with my two boys to make that very clear, you know, who is in charge, and and most of the time it's my wife. Um, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, like if you ask them, mommy's the boss for sure. Oh, yeah. yeah, and I'm cool with that. I'm cool yeah. with that. Uh, the you know I think with my kids I don't I don't put any you know pressure on them. Every single night, actually, after we after I sing to them, I uh, I say. To both of them, you know, you can be anything you want to be, and Daddy's going to support you as long as you do it for yourself and nobody else. And then I ask them, what's that going to take? And they say, courage, courage, courage. And I say, what is courage? And they say, being scared but doing it, and it, doing it anyway, as long as it's for the good. And um, wow. yeah. And so you know, there they know. I don't. I uh, like. I'm an athlete my both of the both boys are athletic but they're not into sports as much as i probably was although they're still very young they love you know we love critter hunting and catching frogs and snakes and fishing and outdoors and being in the woods and we love that stuff and the only thing that i've ever actually forced on my kids (laughs) is they must watch the Giants game with me on Sundays and <laughs> that's it I could care less about anything else I'm like dude you want to you whatever you want to do you want to do I, I will support you in anything you're going to be a Giants fan that's it i'm a big i'm a big giants fan and i've always wanted to have that family you know football thing and so you know that's the one thing other everything else is uh, is is totally fair game
2: (laughs) I, i love the amount of structure you have in place and i love these like um these
0: uh sayings and and um mantras that you've developed in your family it's like um it's very clear that you're defining your 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 family values. Uh, you're doing it very directly. You're doing it very intentionally, and you're like instilling it at them at a very young age. It's very very fascinating. Um, I um, I think that's very cool and unique. I've been wrestling with this idea of like putting our family values on the wall, like just like putting it on there to be a little bit more direct about it, because it doesn't interweave in our lives like it does yours, but this is a really great idea. <laughs> I'm gonna steal this, this is amazing. Like, So you could actually like have your kid rattle these things off and then kind of like spills out things that are important to us and our family, you know? Um, and I love the courage one, that's fantastic. That's a beautiful, beautiful way of looking at courage and um, really figuring out how to like navigate through things not just about things that are fun and enjoyable but like going through things that are scary or so you're, you're teaching that without even doing anything you're teaching them perseverance and discipline and grit and hustle and all these different characteristics that you know that you you want to like instill in your kid and so it's a very clever way it's very simple and straightforward but very very clever way of doing it very directly i'm totally going to steal that
1: <laughs> Take it. anybody who's listening take it i promise you we're here yeah, it's
2: totally awesome. Yeah, I mean I could totally see my kids growing up going like still remembering the thing, right?
1: Just like totally remember the thing. They're going to mm-hmm. remember, you know, at their wedding, I'm going to say give me the 11 things. Yeah, give me the that's 11 right. things. I want the, right. I want the 11 yeah. things.
2: Yeah.
1: You that's know.
0: awesome, man. I have um I have um two girls. I don't have two boys. I have two girls, but I will say uh, regardless of that I think I'm also the fun dad as well, too, because I, I, I took him, I took the girls out the other day. It was two weeks ago to the arcade, and the youngest one was asking for permission to order a second dessert. And, um, and
2: then the oldest one looks at her and goes, We're with dad. We only have to ask mom. We could just tell dad, just tell him what you want. And I'm like, I don't even know. I'm not even angry. I'm like, this is, this is, yeah, I, yeah, get a second dessert. I don't, I don't care. I want a second dessert. It's a great idea. Let's all get second desserts. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. so it was like the funniest comment from my oldest to literally articulate that to her younger sister and be like, what are you doing? This is dad. Like, you don't need to ask for permission. <laughs> that is so good, man. That's so good. Uh, so when yeah. you were saying that you're the fun dad, I'm like, just thinking yeah. about what she was telling my youngest daughter in front yeah. of me, like. I just completely like, I was listening. I'm not like far away. She's like telling her in front of me. Like it was no big deal. And I'm like, yeah,
1: it's true, yeah. Totally, totally true, totally. Yeah. Know, and I, but I honestly, I, I really do believe that like, that that is you know that is kind of the role of dad now. You know, it's, it's yeah. It's if you if you are able to be that dad, be that guy uh, with your kids. Yeah. But also there is a very very clear line of you know respect uh, yeah. that they have for when you say something with intention and when you mean it uh, you know which my, my, both of my kids do know, you know? Yeah. if I have That's to count nice. to three it's like alright dudes I'm counting to three I don't want to hear it I'm counting to three by, the, by number three they are both like ready to go you know, that's and, awesome.
0: Uh, yeah, it's cool. It's that cool. is cool. So, then uh, I know you made a reference to, um, you know, having the practice with employees and, and people that you've worked with, and then applying the sandwich, for example, to your kids, and then vice versa. It's all kind of similar in the sense of like coaching and developing and mentoring people, right? Because it's the same concept, and I, and I agree with that a lot. But do you feel like there's like a, a, a next evolution for yourself as it relates to you being a parent and you being an entrepreneur? Like, what does this next stage look like for you? What are your aspirations and goals? You know, I mean, I think
1: digging into that a little bit, I've learned because I was a technician for so long before I was a business owner, you know, I started working in restaurants when I was 12 and I didn't open my first business until I was 28. So I spent 15 years working for others. What I learned throughout that process, I would say the number one most valuable piece of information that I took with me when I opened my first business was that if the team is not stoked and pumped and excited to be there, you're done, <sighs> you're done. If, if, they, if every time the boss walks in the room and everybody stands up on their tippy toes and the second the boss turns their back, they go, oh, this person, you know, it's just they're gonna steal from you at any opportunity they get. Gonna, it's going to be a toxic environment under, under every single thing that you do. And uh, it's the same in the household. It's the same mm. in the household. I know that I, as a business owner, from day one, I have put my team's ability to feel support from me first. I am not friends with them, but I am very friendly with them. And with my kids, I'm the same way. I am not friends with them. I am incredibly friendly with them. And I, I want them to be happy, genuinely. I want my kids and I want the people that work with me to be fired up to wake up in the morning to, to, to live their lives exactly how they're living them. And if, I have, if I'm not able to do that, for my children if i'm not able to do that supporting someone's livelihood then i'm not doing a good enough job if i have to be an asshole to think that that's going to get me there faster you know i've i've made a big old big old mistake it never works that way it, i just know that people's best work never comes out of fear when when you know when when somebody's running for their lives you know, they, 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 tend to trip, you know what I mean? But if you're just yeah. running for fun, you no, know, you don't really trip, but when you're running cause you're just terrified, anything that's in your way can easily trip you. And, uh, and, and I kind of like correlate that to, you know, how, how, how are people running at work? How is my family running? Are they running cause they're scared and they're going to trip on that, Rock that if they weren't scared, they probably would see and just hop over, you know? And so I think as I grow as an entrepreneur, I mean, culture is everything to me. I've said it a million times, you know, culture, business without culture is dead. And the, the business of businesses is relationships. And the relationships are based on trust. And if there's no trust, you got no relationships. And if there's no relationships, you got no business. <laughs> you know, it's like, kind of like, like an effect like that. And so you know, I've been saying that for a long time. And I believe that that will be you know, sort of my philosophy for the rest of my life. I, I, I love to make people f- stoked. Yeah. I love to make people stoked. From the people that I work with to the, the, the customers and the guests, all of them. I want them pumped. And I, and I sacrifice profit for that. For sure, you know. Yeah, because that's I, awesome. I, I would much rather be, uh, or would much rather have a business that has long term opportunity, than a flash in the pan.
0: Yeah, I love that, and I love that. Um- the, the thing that you just said, I got to, like, re-listen to it when we get this recorded, but, you know, your whole thing of, like, business is culture, business without culture is uh, dead, and then you kind of, like, had this almost, like, thing that you went all the way down. You should put into, like, you should put it on a shirt, actually, and go all the way around, and then go back to trust, and then trust being the thing. That's really awesome, man. That's, like, a really great thesis, and it's very catchy the way you said it as well, too. It's, like, a, a very cool little way of looking at business and breaking it down to its to its basic parts. And at the end of the day, you're absolutely right. Like, it's a decision that you make as a business owner and as a parent. Like, how much you want to let something in, and how important those things are. And uh, like, you just you you, you showed a really really good example about like cutting profits to afford that you know that level of like satisfaction and happiness, right? So there's a direct correlation and example of what that means when you say like you can articulate that. How do you do that with parenting though?
1: I think it I think it all boils down to. A family culture, hmm. setting, setting a family culture, yeah. similarly to how you would, you know, when, when I think of the word culture, what do I think of? Like when I, when I think of culture immediately, I go to traveling. I think of like when I travel, really what I'm there to do with my family is to just dive into the culture. I want to know what they eat how they eat it, the music they play, the music they listen to, how they dance, how they celebrate, how they mourn, how they communicate. I want to know all those things. That's what I really want. I want to I want to get my hands in the dirt. That's like what we do when we travel. We we man, I am in there I'm, I'm, I'm not at the, I'm at the the farmer's market first, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, And, and I'm, I'm, I'm out, you know, running. Uh, I love when I travel, I love to run because it's like the most unique way to explore, you know? And so when I think about culture, it's like, how do you dance? How do you communicate? How do you talk? How do you walk? What do you, you know? And, and so how do you create that in the house? Like, how do you create that in the family unit? How do you communicate? Well, it starts with mom and dad right like mom and dad donna and i have like a very very clear like philosophy on our communication no matter what if it is painful if it's awkward if it hurts if it doesn't feel good we fight through it and we talk about it my wife and i and i know this is you know I can honestly say we've been together, married for 15 years in June, and together for 17 and a half years. We've probably had 10 fights, mm. and I will, and I, and I can, I can say that we're, 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 we're probably, I would say that we're, we're soulmates. You know, like we, we complement each other incredibly well. We're very different, we complement each other very well, and we are both fearless. About communication, absolutely fearless. Yeah, that's key. You know, like there are times where you're, you know, you're in a relationship for a long time, and you know, sex slows down when you have kids, and there's, you know, like you, you a parent, you navigate these things, right? Like, you're you're having sex a lot, and then all of a sudden you're just not, and then you're like, oh shit, and you can just let that, you can you can that can just, you cannot say anything, and not have sex ever again. You know, like there are people that that happens to, right? Yeah. Or like once every six months, or once a year. And in our relationship, it's like, oh shit, we have it. Like we, no, no, like let's talk. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about exactly why this is happening, and let's let's commit to fixing it now. You know, we've had to do that a number of times in our relationship. You're you're together a long time, and the first two years are hot and heavy. You know what I mean. And then yeah. it's just sort of like, "This is my wife," you know, uh, and and she's like, "This is my husband." You know, I see the guy naked every day. Um, so you know, there's the communication just in general is very very strong between the two of us. Uh, we have committed from the, the day we got married to not go to bed angry at each other, which is a big one, and it's actually, it, it's, it's probably only happened three or four times in our relationship, uh, and that was probably, you know, that's that's three or four of those fights that we've had. Uh, we had one, we, we did go to bed angry at each other the other night, um, which was, it just gutted me. It, it, yeah. I woke up the next day, it just absolutely gutted me. And then we had a big long talk about it in the morning, and uh, hugged, kissed, and you know, got through it. But uh, I think communication is everything in culture. And so you start communicating uh, at the you know husband wife level, the children you know ultimately are, are brought into that kind of communication you know every single night at the dinner table we have we, we everybody goes around and says, "What's our rose, our thorn, and our bud for the day so we're really talking about all the good things we're talking about the bad things and we're talking about the Things that we're excited about, you know, um, and my kids love that, and that gives us a great way to communicate and just, you know, talk and and and, uh, and 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 really make it a daily thing. This communication thing. So I really do believe, like, the culture that you create as a family uh, is 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 started by how how you communicate. You know, I it's think awesome. culture in general really. You know, how, no matter how you look at it, it, it really it really stems from from communication. How people communicate, you know, is what the culture is ul- ultimately going to be. And if it's, if communication is aggressive and not fun, or curt and non attentive, you know, that's the culture of the company or the family. <laughs> and uh, that's not what I want for my family or my company. That's awesome.
0: Let me uh, switch gears here, Michael, so I can um, <clears throat> ask you my rapid fire questions that I like to ask every guest. Uh, All right, so let me get into it. What advice do you have for other parents and soon-to-be
1: parents? Ask for as much help as possible, communicate as often as possible, and hold on tight. I promise you it's going to be fun. (laughs) (laughs) That's
0: great advice. If you could go back and tell yourself one thing before having kids, what would you tell yourself?
1: It's never going to be perfect, and you are going to have to learn on the job, and that's okay.
2: Nice.
0: That's awesome. That's great. What is the most surprising thing that you learned about yourself after becoming a parent? How, (laughs) how
1: emotional of a human being I am. Because when I think about my kids, I tend to start crying. (laughs) I didn't. I didn't know that you can love anything so much. Pretty much, you know. Like that's the truth. I heard that a lot. And, yeah, I and share after. that sentiment, man. That was so surprising.
2: Yeah, that was very surprising. I, I could not believe it, yeah. It's like an insatiable um, amount of love that I'm like, oh, man, I love my wife so much, or I love my dog so much. And then like the kids come out, and I'm like, my dog and my wife who? like. <laughs> <is she saying?" laughs>
1: Yeah. And, and by the way, like dads get pushed to the far, far, far sidelines from mom. Like yeah. Mom is like, oh, yeah, yeah. dad, you're like, right. right. my kids, you
2: know. Exactly. Yeah. So funny. If I could ask um, uh, what your favorite business book is, what would that be?
1: I would have to say The E Myth Revisited by Michael Gerber because that was one of the first business books I've ever I read. And I read it before The Meatball Shop and it really inspired me. But I've got so many, man. I mean, I love, you know, good to great. And uh... Collins. I, yep, Jim Collins. I, I also really love The Dichotomy of Leadership by uh, Jocko Willink, which I think is just like a great, it's just a great, it's, a gr- it's just a great book. Um, yeah. And I just actually reread recently uh, Essentialism, which mm. is another great one. Um, and then I before Essentialism, <laughs> this isn't necessarily business, but it's before Essentialism, I, I finished a great book by uh, Ryan Holiday called Courage is Calling, which I highly, highly recommend, highly recommend.
0: That's awesome. I'll have to check all of those out. That's great. I, I've never actually, I've done like 50 of these now, and I've never heard anyone uh, reference e uh, revisited. So that's really cool. Um, but that's actually a really good business book. Yeah, so it's fantastic. <clears throat> Very cool. And then when you're not, um, well, like it sounds like you're building a whole new um, uh, business and you still, have your, you still have your other restaurants or is that?
1: So the, I, I'm, I'm on the board of both companies. Uh, I have zero to do with day to day. I mm-hmm. sold the majority of my equity in both companies, Meatball Shop in 2014 and Seymour's in 2019. But uh, I'm a huge advocate, still the founder, of course, and, uh, and, and on every single board call and helping them make decisions as needed, you know.
0: Yeah, it's awesome. So when you're not being this um, serial restaurateur and uh, new e-commerce product, it's a health product. It's a yeah, health product um, businessman and then a super dad at home. What does Michael do when he's having fun? What do you do for yourself?
1: I just absolutely love fitness. I love, I love fitness. I love fishing. Um, You know, those are those two things are really. The two things that I, that I love to do most, I love fitness, fishing with my kids, and, um, and, and fitness sort of just bleeds into every area of my life. You know, it's pretty much what I do on my free time when I'm not with the family is I'm doing some, some long run, some, you know, I compete in all sorts of different sports. I love, I just love, I love competition and I love fitness. It's awesome.
0: Michael, thank you so much for taking the time to be on my show today. I really, really had a wonderful time getting to know you on the show. And that was a really, really fun episode for me.
1: Thanks so much for having me, man. It was a blast.
0: Yeah, we'll talk soon, okay, brother? All right, man. Thank you again for listening to The Girl Dad Show. To help our show grow, please let us know who we should interview next by filling out the form on our website or commenting below.